recommend, uh, even though a lot of people, they do it without attorney, you recommend to have an attorney for a domestic violence restraining order. Question uh, first caller on line one, uh, Jenny from Los Angeles. Hi, he- David Vincent. Um, how are you doing today? Uh, thanks for having me on the show. Um, for a restraining order, do you recommend, uh, even though a lot of people, they do it without attorney, you recommend to have an attorney for a domestic violence restraining order? Absolutely. You know, those are types of things that you don't want to try at home and do it yourself. Get an attorney um, who's qualified in that type of uh, hearing, and he or she will help you, I'm sure, get you through it. Yeah, you do restraining orders too? Uh, we do. Okay. And my another question, uh, a couple of days ago, I um, was uh, charged with an uh, attorney, uh, $1,500, and if they, if they don't do their work or if I'm not satisfied with their work, how I go uh, with the process of changing, uh, I, want, I want you to get your attorney instead of them. If that happens in this case, how I go with the process? Oh, it's just filing a substitution of attorney. So your new attorney would um, go ahead and would... Can you hold on a second? Sure. Can you cancel yours? I'm sorry, we're having a technical difficulty. Somebody was playing an audio back. Um, All you have to do is file Mm -hmm. a substitution of attorney form, and that Uh will be filed with the court, and that would notify the court and everyone else that uh, you are getting a new attorney. Yeah, and uh, what's the phone number? Um, Our phone number is... uh, No, no, the phone number, F-O-R-M, the phone number at the court. Oh, the substitution of attorney? I don't know the exact form number, I'm not mm-hmm. very good with form numbers, mm-hmm. but you can Google it and just Google California substitution of attorney form and uh-huh. you can, you know, download that form. But the new, attor- but the new mm-hmm. attorney who's going to take over the case for you should be able to do that for you. That's something that you shouldn't mm-hmm. worry about, okay? Okay. Okay, Jenny, thank right. you for listening and please call again. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Sure. Let's go to the next call, Jennifer uh, from Arizona. Hello? Hi, Jennifer. Did you have a question to ask or a story to tell? Um, a question uh, questions about a story. Oh. Oh, okay, go ahead. Okay, um, I'm actually from Pomona, Los Angeles County. I'm just visiting in Arizona at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, Child Protective Services, it's been over two years now. And, um, they took away my daughters, who at the time were two and five months on false allegations and um, that I could prove were false. And they left me, at the time, they left me custody of my 12-year-old son. And um, their reasoning for taking away my children were uh, I was a substance user, even though I was no, was on no substances. Um, and even if that were true, which it's not, um, wouldn't that be neglect on their part for leaving my 12-year-old with me? Um, not necessarily, but... It's a very rare um, situation where you can get um, 
one child taken away, but mm-hmm. not another child taken away. Did you ever get your children back? Um, no. What happened was um, my daughters. This is what they closed my case with my son. Um, it all started because I went to a mental hospital because I was overwhelmed and pregnant, and I went to a mental hospital and I I needed a break from my family, and my emotions were all over the place. And then they got there, um, they drug tested me, and I tested positive for marijuana when I was pregnant. But my doctor knew about it. He said it was my discretion. Um, anyways, they were doing, they were mandated reporters, so they mandated reported me. And I opened up a voluntary case with DCFS um, in, in, as a result of all this. And I complied. I complied. I complied with all their case plans, even though their reasoning for opening up a case was non-existent um at all they uh, they opened the case for no reason literally no reason even the doc- the documents say no reason it says no nothing um so they opened up the case and i complied and then when the case expired in august uh, of 2017 my worker said it's expired and she wanted me to renew the contract and mm-hmm. i told her okay well since i'm not on drugs can they take off the the demand for uh, or the request for a drug program because I needed to go back to work. We were living in a motel and we were trying to get stabilized and I couldn't afford time, time-wise, um, a drug program. And she said she would ask her supervisor and her supervisor said that she would just take me to court then. So I said, fine, take me to court. When they took me to court, my allegations were I was a hydrocodone addict with the history and of hydrocodone use and all the stuff that they made up. And, um, of course, this is based on two positive tests on a voluntary case. After I had my daughter in May, which was five months earlier, um, the doctor had prescribed me Percocet. And the worker knew about it. My worker knew about it. She didn't have any problem with it. She, I showed her the bottle. That was that. And so I said, um, Your Honor, I have a prescription for that. They gave me a court date for another month to bring in my prescription. So I said, okay. I talked to my worker right after my worker couldn't believe my allegations. She said her her supervisor had picked from her report to make those allegations against me, um, which I couldn't believe. But anywho, I went and got copies um, of my prescription from CVS. I got copies from the doctor. I got copies from the hospital. And I faxed it to them. And I was going for my court date um, in October 2017. And I was going to show them my prescription. And my public defender said that they were going to leave me alone. And they, um, the whole day just lagged on. At 3.30 in the afternoon, they put in a last minute as a warrant approved to take my daughters, not my son, from me, not from their dad, although they took them from both of us. And um, they had no choice but to continue the case because it was at 3.30 in the afternoon. Well, Jennifer, let me, let me ask you this. Did you end up getting your yes. children back? What was that? I'm still fighting for them now. Okay, and how long have you been fighting for them? It's been over two years. I'm still fighting for them because of this the, the, this whole corruptness of the whole system. It's, it's just so corrupt. And um, if they were to give me my daughters back, then that would be admitting that a judge um, substantiated evi- uh, allegations that were false. So that's why they haven't given in. Um, I recently just got a lawyer as of last week. Good. I got a lawyer. Good. I'm sorry? I said, that's good. That is good, because um, I've gone through probably about six public defenders. Every time I go to court, there's a new public defender. Um, They're trying to take my rights away. Um, 
even though I am complying still, even though I shouldn't even have to comply because I didn't do anything wrong in the first place. But after they took my daughter, they left me my son, and then they cut my income size because I was dependent on, on um, the county at the time because I didn't go back to work yet. Mm-hmm. They cut my income size from a family of five to a family of two, just me and my son, so that they took the dad off the case. And um, and then I was timed out in Alley County, so I was only getting cash aid for my son. So can you imagine we're in a motel? Can you imagine where that landed me and my son up at? Right, but I'm you know? glad I'm glad to hear that you got an attorney, and an attorney's going to be helping you. I want to thank you. He is you. an attorney, but he's not a dependency attorney, so he's he's trying to. Um... Wait, hold it, Jennifer. Yeah. Uh, stop. Okay. You probably should try to get a dependency attorney. That's I cr- tried, that's, and I have tried over and over again, but that's critical. so much money. That's they, cr- I know this. This is why I'm glad I got an attorney. He's doing this for me for a very cheap price. He's a 22 years experience. He's a very good attorney. Well, He's that's not good. in that department. He's willing to educate himself in that department, and that's the only help I'm able to get uh-huh. because every dependency lawyer wants $10,000 a retainer or more. Right, right. And I just cannot afford that right now, I mean, given the circumstances and this roller coaster that I've been on. Okay. Um, I haven't gone back to school. I haven't gone back to work. My ex-fiance is uh, schizophrenic on the streets, homeless now because of this. Um, okay, they Jennifer. They weren't even supposed to be taken from him in the first place. He wasn't even marked on the warrant. Jennifer, I want to thank you. I have to take a commercial break and pay some bills, but thank you for calling and thank you for sharing your story. We'll um, be ba- I wasn't even, I'm not completely done yet. If, if possibly I could finish, like, that would be awesome. Okay, well, I, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to ask the call screener to put you on hold, and we'll come back to you um, right after the commercial break. This is The Secret, How to Fight Child Protective Services and When. We'll be right back. <laughs> 